Hello, and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, a show where we talk about tabletop games and gaming topics of all kinds. This week, we'll be talking about disposable time, which some people might call free time, but not Chris. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. And I'm Chris. And whether you call it free time, downtime, leisure time, or disposable time, um, we've all have to decide how we're going to spend that time. And for some of us, we play games, but probably for many more of us, it's not that simple. What goes into deciding how we spend that time? Does planning our free time help us make better use of it? And why, so often, do we not do the things we want to do because we're too stressed in deciding what we want to do with our free time? But before we talk about any of that, as always, I thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and the Gift of Games and Grace Lake. Huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. If you want to be part of this live recording, it's live when we record it. I guess it'd be live if when we recorded, even if we didn't have anybody else here. But um, you can just check out our Discord. There's an event that we set up, and that's usually Monday nights at 8.30. And then, uh, yeah, that's all there is to it. And then you can join our BGA from there. You can join all our games. Um, Just do it. If you haven't, do it. (laughs) Do it. Fletcher, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. We're missing somebody. All right. We are missing somebody. So normally, we have a kitty here. um, But she decided at the last minute that she was very pregnant and therefore won't join us today um i think she'll be back she's not so pregnant that she's not going to be pregnant next week but she's just (laughs) she'll be more pregnant next week (laughs) she'll be more pregnant next week she has 16 more weeks of being pregnant and counting did she see her shadow (laughs) she did see her shadow went back in (laughs) run away um but no we did see her this weekend actually yes first time i saw both three of us in a long time yeah, I don't think we have actually played games together. I think you can measure it in years that we played yeah. games together in person. Yeah, possibly. Like, I've played games with you. I've played games with her. But I don't think we've all played games together. Uh, so, yeah. So, Kitty actually came over to my place on Friday nights. Uh, she went to a twins shopping event with my wife on Friday night. And then stayed the night. And Saturday, Fletcher and Carmen and Katie um yes came up and we yeah catherine um and we had a a game day really and let's see kitty got me to play cascadia which was better than i thought it would be um not that i thought it was gonna be a bad game but it was a tile laying point gathering game and it was fun um it's still a tile laying point gathering game so it's always going to be kind of in the middle of the road for me and she had the kickstarter stuff so it had like these wooden discs for the animals and stuff so it was it was fine it was a fine game i didn't regret playing it then we played um well you guys showed up during that game yeah and then we played decrypto right yes then we played decrypto so which you'd never heard of before no i've never heard of or played before and carmen is about a as big a non-gamer as you get and I'm Pretty like, much. I think she'll, I think she'll like this game, and she did. I still don't think she knows how winning and losing works, but I think she likes the game. She likes the game, yes. Um, so I like the game. I actually, so I really like the game Taboo. Um, I don't know if there's other names, but it's you know you're trying to get your team to guess the word that you can't say, and you can't say any of the other words on you know a list. And this is like that, but like a better version of that game. Yeah, because in Taboo, you are there's two teams, but when one team is guessing a word, the other team's not really doing anything besides policing the first team. 
right, right. and watching the timer right and, and making sure and that decrypt- you don't say any of the other words on the card right yeah decrypto this game should have been the code names like it, it it could have been what code names was if it wasn't so hard to teach slash learn playing it <laughs> is very very easy trying to explain how it works for some reason is just so hard even the rule book like you can read the rules 18 times through and you're still like huh what's going on which is why i did not try to teach you guys i'm just like okay sydney's on your team i'm on my team which usually is the case and (laughs) we just kind of split up the group and said we're just going to play you'll figure it out soon enough um our first game lasted for three rounds because that's what happens in your first three rounds where you don't understand the strategy and then our second game lasted for seven rounds and then we played it two more times i think even after that yeah i think you're right we played it like two or three more times after that so, yeah, if you have not played Decrypto and you want a good game for basically six to, I would say six to eight is probably the sweet spot where you're two teams of like three and four, um, but it plays fine at four. Um, you can't, you have to have at least four. And honestly, I think we've played this up to 10 where we had five on a team um, yeah. because you just have more discussion at that point. Check out Decrypto. Also watch people play it. Don't watch a how to play. If you I, can I think, find that, if that exists. Yeah, I yeah, I think you want to watch an actual play of it because it plays pretty fast once you know what you're doing. Um, but the premise of the game is pretty simple. Each team has four words. Um, each word is, has a number, one, two, three, or four. And you're trying to... You're not trying to guess the words of the other team. You're trying to guess... See, this is already... It's there, like, so there's two things that are happening. Both teams are doing the same thing, and your team, what you're, you pick one person that is going to read, that wants you to guess the words that they're going to say in a certain order. So there's word one, word two, word three, and word four. They pick up a card, and three of those um, words are going to be on the card in a random order. Three of the four are going to be in a random order. They want their team to guess those words in those orders with clues that they will give. However, they don't want those clues to be so good that the other team can identify like what you're kind of describing so that they can also guess. They don't need to guess the words, but they do need to guess like what you are describing. So if one word is say like elephant, I do say big as one clue for like the first round. They're like, okay, you know, it's probably describing some kind of big thing. And then the next ro- clue, next round, you say like animal. It's like, okay, big and animal. This might be describing like a big animal. What are big animals? Bears, elephants, whales, you know. And then you could say like Africa, right? And then it's like, okay, probably big animals that live in Africa. So then if you say but you're the not next trying one, to guess the word, right? You're just and you say like gray, or you say like yeah. Dumbo or Disney or something like that. Um, you know, they can kind of like narrow in. Now you're doing this with two other words at the, at the same time. So signals can get crossed and it's, and it's difficult, but like you're trying to pick out what they are guessing while trying to get your team to guess correctly. (laughs) And if this sounds all confusing, um, 
Yeah, it's because it makes no sense. It it's makes because no it sense. is confusing. But once you play <laughs> it, you realize it's actually not that confusing. You just have to yeah. play it once. <laughs> yeah. You're publicly giving clues to your team so they can try to guess the words. And if you get it wrong, that's a penalty on you. But publicly, your other team is listening in on the clues you're giving. And they will know the final answer as well. And they can start associating things. And they're trying to guess the code that you're giving. It's such a good game. It's just impossible to teach impossible um so it's worth it though watch an actual play do not watch a how to play um that's my best advice if you watch you're just gonna your eyes are gonna glaze over but as soon as you see it played as soon as you play through a game you're like i got it let's do that again let's do it again it's so good so yeah so we played that quite a bit um and then i finally got you guys to play cthulhu death may die and this I was excited for this. It did take me a little bit longer to set it up than I anticipated because I had the boxes spread out all over the place. And so now Kitty (laughs) thinks that she's like, I really liked the game, but it seemed like it took a long time to set up. And I'm like, it did. But that's not the game's fault. That's just my fault. So what did you think of Death May Die? Um, I thought it was great. I'd definitely play that again. It's kind of like a streamlined um, RPG uh, you know, Lovecraft themed RPG. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, yeah. A lot more streamlined than um, Gloomhaven, which is like way more kind of like nitty gritty. But it's still, it's just so much fun. And as you guys, so it's we put, a, ended up playing a three player game. Um, I was not in the game. It it was uh, you and Kitty and Catherine that were playing, and I was DMing for lack of a better phrase. You were running the game because none of us had ever played before. Yeah, yeah. You could have just just could have also played and ran the game if you wanted to. Yeah, I just think the game plays best at three. Um, I really like it at two. It is best at three, four, and five. Although it plays up to that many, it's a different kind of game because you are leveling when you take your turn you have the ability to essentially go it's sanity as you're going crazy you get stronger um for whatever reason and if you are taking less turns you're not getting as crazy as fast so it's not as fun at the higher player counts um which is why i'm like okay let's just stick with three and then you guys can feel what it is to level and then your character just decided, like, your special ability was, I can just turn damage into crazy, and I'm just going to yeah. go nuts. Yeah, I leveled up. Well, I, I died because I became crazy, so I leveled up to max. <laughs> That's one of the great things about the game, is your leveling method is sanity. And when you hit certain thresholds, you will gain levels and different skills. And But once you hit the final sanity threshold, you just die. And yeah. managing that crazy versus uh, you know how crazy do i go versus how you know conservative do i want to be and uh and then the ramping um you guys did disrupt the ritual um i had to kind of keep you on track because your first game usually you lose uh and you did defeat cthulhu with one minor redraw we mulliganed one <laughs> draw that would have yes. auto killed um, I think two of you would have auto died. I'm like, well, okay, I, I definitely would have died. The whole, you'd, yeah. yeah. But, so, and any other card, any other card in the deck, you would have been fine. So I'm like, yeah, right, I think you just drew this. the next card. Right. And it, and we were okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, but it ramped and then Kitty ended up dying. Um, after she did some damage 
to Cthulhu, and then you ended up dying after you did damage to Cthulhu, and then it came down to Catherine, who was going to die at the end of her turn, um, and she was able to pull off the final blow and take out Cthulhu, which is how that game ends every single time, is on a razor's edge. It's uh, it's just so good. I, it was uh, a great game. All I can say is I love it. Yeah. And Carmen did not play the game. <laughs> no, she built a my Lego birdhouse for me, so I'm like, that's cool. Yes, and uh, so you created a monster. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I sent her home with another Lego set. So I sent her home with a bonsai tree Lego set, and Fletcher is showing this on camera right now that she's already built this little bonsai tree. She built the bonsai tree. Um, She loved it. And then yesterday we went to Target. This (laughs) is a Lego Vespa. (laughs) She did say she wanted the Vespa. Yes. So she built the bonsai tree and the Vespa in 48 hours. Yes, that's correct. She you know, was like, there are worse. Yeah. There are worse things to get into than Lego. And she loves it. She was just like the whole time building and I was helping her. So I did the whole thing of like uh, organizing all the pieces by like color and shape so that when you flip the page, you can just like grab what you need and like start to assemble as opposed to like hunting through a whole mess of lego bricks but yeah she built the vespa and then we bought um it's not put together yet i started on it today the new i didn't know they had this a new lego delorean if you looked closer to on my table you would see i've already built it you already built it i didn't see it there yep yep it's good it's really good so i have i have the original i guess quote unquote original from 2014 it's pretty small it's like i don't know it's not a matchbox size thing, but you know, it's, it's small, but this, this is huge. And it, the, the instruction manual is like a friggin' book. Yeah. No, no, no. Some of those, like the big, um, 18 plus sets are giant. Like they're just giant. Uh, yeah. I also have the, uh, Ecto one, the Ghostbusters one, which I have not yet put together, but that's of this similar vein where it's like a nice sized thing. Um, and she probably wouldn't be interested, but you might, in Optimus Prime, who actually transforms from a truck to a robot and back. No. And that one is awesome. Yeah. No, no. It's awesome. Also was on my table. Um, but oh, yeah, if you want... <laughs> that's amazing. So, But she, I think she would love building it, because that one is just like a really, really fun build. So even if she doesn't like Optimus Prime, she would still like the Lego piece of it. So, so she wants to go to back. a monster, though. Yeah, so she wants to go back and get some more Lego. She wants to start with like the whole bot- botanical set to complete like the bonsai tree. She wants like the orchid, the flowers, the succulents, etc. Yeah, I did the flowers one for Valentine's Day for Sydney last year. Um and I even put, Here, like, you put this brown, together. <laughs> ra- random random brown pieces in the bottom of the vase that um I built it for cuz she she doesn't actually like building Lego. Oh, she does. Um, I built it for her. Yeah, no, she has no interest in building Lego. Oh, Carmen loves it. Yeah, so no, I think that's awesome. And and yeah, she didn't sorry. think she was going to like it, according like the to the conversation that you had with her. She was like, I don't know. And you're like, here, just try, just just put it together, just see. And it turns out she had never like really played with Lego before, and she was like, this is great. I need to buy a lot more of these. I was like, well, we that's need hilarious. more shelf space. So she, so she went from zero to I'm a Lego fanatic, which is yeah. kind of what I did two years ago so yeah which is dangerous because now we have the money to support the hobby (laughs) (laughs) and it just keeps coming up my best advice is 
keep um yeah build before you buy another one otherwise you end up with an entire box of unbuilt lego in the closet which is good is investment. That what you have <laughs> oh yeah i have yeah it's it's good investment but it's um it's it's unnecessary to have that many lego but yeah. i can get rid of them i'm just never going to i'll be honest i'm gonna pass i can stop whenever i want yeah i can yeah no problem what am i buying right now oh i'm gonna get the rivendell set that is that's my next one Maybe. that one is gorgeous it's also crazy expensive um but it it just looks so good every time i walk by the lego store i'm like oh, i want that so bad but if i got that it'll immediately get built because that's something that sydney really really likes is um lord of the rings and so i'm like all right if i get this i have to build it so when i get it i need to have a space for it ready to be built so yeah that was our weekend just, just push some stuff <laughs> over on your lego table i some of the stuff can come apart so oftentimes when i build the lego it it's for the bigger pieces those are display pieces that probably won't come apart but i have a bunch of speed champion stuff which is all the same scale cars and those can start to come apart once i've built them so we should be all right i should be able to get make some room there. Plus, I have a whole bunch of Harry Potter stuff from the most recent um, reboot. They reboot these things like every five or six years. So, ah, Legos. And, but actually, this all goes into our topic today. Yeah. Um, but first, I want, let's let's see. Final Fantasy fourteen update. I'm sadly still... I don't know if sadly. I am still playing. I have now installed it on my Mac. So now I can so play So I was the right. Mac there was a Mac PS, client. PS5. Yes. But the Mac client does not work for Apple Silicon. So if you have an M1 oh. or M2, it doesn't work on there. Uh, so I have to install it. The computer I'm on right now is an older one. So it works perfectly fine on this computer. Uh, but it also works fine on the PS5. And I got a, a keyboard with a built-in trackpad for the PS5, which now I can play with just the keyboard and mouse as opposed to using the controller. And so that's good, too. And then you try to you, – you started. You installed it. I installed it. I created a character. I'm on the right. It's not data center. Um, yeah. I'm in the right region, but not the <laughs> correct server. I, somehow I missed it when I created my first character. I'm not sure if it would have even mattered, but basically I didn't, I haven't done anything with my first character yet. Like I got to the town. I completed the, like the very first quest and gathered like three more in that same area. So I've done nothing. And yeah. we try to find each other in the world it turns out i'm not on the correct server so i'm like uh, i don't know if i can transfer servers but since i've done nothing i'll just create a new character i don't care um the server that chris is on is not accepting any new players it seems like <laughs> the game is so popular i think since the last time we recorded um they have added four more they've added a, a brand new data center and four more servers in that data center for north america like they, apparently the game just keeps growing um they were they are doing a fan event uh, i want to say like four months from now three or four months from now and the fan event sold out um, as soon as tickets went on sale like they sold out a vegas um, conference center or something like that so it's the game's still pretty darn popular i'm having fun with it i'm not really doing anything um 
multiplayer at this point. Like I haven't partied with anybody or I've done a couple things where it's like you randomly join a group and, you know, kill something and then leave. But mostly I'm just following the storyline. And I spent the last probably three or four hours of playing. I found a casino and I've just been in the casino for like the last four hours. Is that the golden saucer? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, is that a like a Final Fantasy thing? Uh, yeah, I think so. It was like a big thing in Final Fantasy VII. You go to the Golden Saucer. Uh, that's exactly what it is. And it's kind of yeah. neat. So, and of course, I find the one place. So there's a card game in there that you can collect cards. And then you're playing these cards. You're basically trying. It's kind of like Othello with cards um, on a three-by-three grid. And so I've been playing a lot of that. And then it also has a full-fledged Mahjong in there that you can play with wow. AI. Just and Mahjong. It's, it's the actual game of Mahjong. And I'm like, I have no idea how to play this. Mahjong but is simple. Sydney's it uh, uh, maybe. Um, but I'm looking at this. I'm just like, okay, it has this help feature. It says, you should play this and this. So I just kept doing whatever it told me to do. Um, but Sydney's mom is really into Mahjong. So I'm going to use it as a bonding thing. And I'm going to say, hey, um, can you teach me how to play Mahjong? And my, I think it's uh, a Jewish game? mother thing. It is a Jewish mother thing. Yeah, because so, my mom is also into Mahjong. But I'm I'm looking forward to learning how to play it. Uh, and then there's some other, like you can do chocobo races. And there's this um, like obstacle course that you can run through and stuff. But uh, yeah, so you can, you can play this game without ever actually playing this game. But that's what an MMO does. So, um, and, and lastly, we did finish our photosynthesis game. And somehow you beat us. I mean. I don't even understand how. <laughs> what was your strategy I, I didn't have one i could tell but you weren't supposed I, to I have was barely one. trying played this game <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i've never played before i was barely trying but all i know is you were terrible at it um, i mean and you were you're right yeah i i i didn't understand what both of you were doing i was like all right well i'll just keep racking up these points <laughs> <laughs> You had immediately rushed to the center of the board and then never gave up that spot. No, I gave it up. And, and then took it right back, I think. I don't know. No, Kitty took oh. it. Oh, so I was... Okay, that's what it was. I was trying to get to this to the center and I just... Yeah, I got to the center. I, I held it for a little bit and then you were growing some like big trees to seem to like block some sunlight or maybe that's what you're going for. I don't know. But I was like, all right, well, I'll get the points from this tile. And if I can get it again, I'll get it again. But I couldn't get it again. And Kitty got the tile, but then didn't do anything with it. Yeah. you got you. Your score was 66. Kitty's was 57. And I was 52. Um, I don't know. I don't think this is my game. I've played it exactly two and a half times. And I this is the type of game that maybe my brain just doesn't wrap its head around. <sighs> I'd actually like to play but it I again. <laughs> and... Well, at first can... I was like, am I winning? I can't be winning. Like, come on. I like, I'm missing something. Like at the end, there's a bonus tile somewhere that Chris is going to get. That's worth like, you know, 40 points. And I'm going to be last again as normal. But alas, no, it was just <laughs> me being really, really bad. <sighs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's talk about time management. Another thing I'm not very good at. Um, <laughs> not really talking about time management kind of talking about time management. So this entire episode, we were just going to talk about our weekend. Um, but then it's got me to thinking, because as soon as you guys left, I'm like, oh, so I spent all day Saturday playing games, which is awesome. And 
Friday we were watching movies, which was awesome. And then, but Saturday night, I'm like, oh, I have all these other things I want to do. And instead of doing any of them, I just sat down and played video games. So I think all yeah. Saturday night I was playing Final Fantasy. Um, and I'm like, but I want to paint miniatures. And all Saturday night, I, I kept hitting the refresh button to see if Exodus would become available <laughs> to me. Load. Yeah. I know I've been checking too. You can check on, on, there's a website to check. I don't think it's going to come free, but I'm thinking maybe moving one of the new servers. Um, and then, so I'm like, I just started thinking about all the things that I could be doing and then started having these, I don't want to say regrets, but like, oh, I, d- I just did all this. I did this one thing or I did this other thing and I could have done this other, other thing. And then it stopped me from like truly enjoying the thing I was doing, which I was enjoying as I was doing it. But then later on, I started getting regrets and it started, let me like, I started thinking about, okay, free time is limited. And this is this is why I'm actually calling this disposable time because I see this as a very similar thing to disposable income, right? Disposable income, you have extra money that you don't need for necessities, and you get to choose how to spend that. And time is similar in that regard, in that you have time that you don't have to do something, whether that be work, take care of kids, um, you know, even chores are optional. So I'm going to say keeping things alive. That's that's the things you have to do, right? Um, but you everything can outsource else a lot kind, of that still. You can still outsource a lot of that with enough money. You can buy some time an, back, right? Well, you can you can get a good amount of time back if you have enough money. Yeah, um, but still, it's like you're still limited. And unlike money, where if I don't spend some disposable income today, I'll still have that tomorrow. Time doesn't work that way. If I waste today, quote unquote waste, then. I don't get extra time tomorrow because I didn't optimize my time today. So it got me thinking. And I'm wondering what your take, like, what do you do in your free time? What do you do when you're not working or hanging out with Carmen or, you know, doing something that somebody else wants you to do? Um, so I kind of have the article that you posted kind of talks about this a little bit i have like a little bit of like free time anxiety where if i have free time for me i I want like a big block of free time to like really kind of uh enjoy it um so like you know i like playing video games right but no one wants to play a video game or like typically like the big adventure video games like you want to sit down you want to play that for like a few hours you don't want to play the video game for 15 minutes you don't want to play final fantasy for 15 minutes you don't want to play god of war for 15 minutes there's other video games that do that but those are kind of like short hit but for like the big adventure video games horizon you know whatever you want to sit down and play that for a few hours and i kind of have anxiety about doing that when i feel like i need it's like okay i need at least four or five hours so i can commit to like a two or three hour like video game session otherwise i just kind of like won't get into it i'm trying to like work on that and it seems like a weird thing but it's whatever otherwise like what i'll do is i'll do like i'll do chores or i'll just like sit down and watch tv because i don't care about that and i can pause it any second and i can just get up and walk away and it it doesn't have any kind of like built-in time commitment i guess i just get frustrated like if i'm in a gaming session and it's like no i have to stop here like i'm not at a save point i'm not at a good spot i want to keep going or something um but with tv it's i don't have that kind of like I don't know, issue. Just pause. It's like high pressure free time activities and low pressure free time activities. Exactly. Yeah. 
or maybe pressure is not maybe it's commitment is a better yeah tv is a very I mean, low pressure com- or low low commitment activity yeah i mean i think that's why i like marvel snap right because i can play for five minutes and then be like okay good i don't have to feel like i'm stopping in an awkward spot there's tons and tons and tons of natural stopping points um even though once when i get into the zone i just hit next automatically um and the next game is starting and sometimes i forget and then my phone vibrates i'm like oh right i just started another game um out of muscle memory alone but it's (laughs) (laughs) it happens but when you start doing things like, you know, even a board game, and this is, you know, this is related to board gaming because oftentimes I want to play a board game. Um, I want to play um, Arkham Horror, the card game, which I really wanted to get on the table this weekend, but with a, a bigger group and that's a longer, more involved game. So I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll save that one for another time. But I love that game. It almost never hits the table though, because I know that once I start a campaign, I'm in for eight scenarios and, you know, plus or minus with the new format, but still you're in, you're in for, you know, it's a 20 hour campaign that you're going to be playing and having that weight of saying, okay, I have time. I can play a campaign right now or play a scenario right now, but knowing that that's going to then decide what I end up doing with my free time going forward or knowing that I'm just going to have to abandon the campaign because I'm not going to be able to revisit it is the thing that stops me from starting those campaigns. And I'm like, should that be the case? I don't know. Um, but it, it, I don't know. It's it's not one of those things that it's it's an uncommon thing. It's very common. It can be just anything, right? I've been trying to paint all my Marvel United miniatures. And if I'm watching TV, I can do I can paint a miniature at the same time. So, you know, it's multitasking. It's it's doubling up on my free time. That's actually how I like to spend my time, which is why playing video games, especially console games, are not really what I like to do in my free time because it's the only thing I can focus on often when I'm doing that. Yeah. And so, I mean, I like you mentioned playing God of War for four hours. Like, I want to play God of War. I've downloaded it. I'm ready to play. I've gone through the first, I don't know, hour and a half or so. It's compelling. And I'm just like, I don't think I can sit down and play this for multiple hours continually and not regret not doing something else that I want to do. Like, there's just too many things I want to do that I can't enjoy the one thing I am doing right now, which is just so counterintuitive. <sighs> <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I, I noted some questions here that I wanted to kind of bring up. Budgeting. Um, do you budget your free time, i.e. plan out what you're going to do? Like, how um, often do you do that? No, like, which is funny because I am a prodigious budgeter in terms of finances. Um, but in budgeting my free time, I don't. Um, I mean, my free time is pretty structured, I would say. Like, I work a you know, nine-to-five job. Um so, you know, after five, I'm, you know, quote unquote free, but there's certain things I have to do. Like there's chores that I need to do. I have to like clean. I need to do dishes. I should do some laundry, you know, I need to take care of the dogs, whatever, whatever. Um, but then beyond that, beyond some of those other simple like obligations, like I have quote unquote free time, but usually after work and after doing chores and like you know dinner and stuff like that, um, I'm already kind of tired and the day, you know, it's already like you know nine or 10 o'clock and all I want to do is watch some TV and go to sleep. Veg and pass out. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm like up for like, I want to start a you know, four hour gaming session. 
And yeah, and well, my my problem is so that's Sydney's general plan as well, right? Is like five o'clock, work day's over, kid day starts. We do dinner, we do bath time, we'll put them to bed. And then at the end of the day, her nine o'clock, she's just like, okay, I just don't want to do anything except for sit and just not do anything. And I'm like, okay, cool, I can do that. And then she goes to bed around 11 o'clock or so. And that's when I get my second wind. And then I'm up for four more hours and doing whatever it can be. It can be any really anything, but I will be up until two o'clock in the morning because that is the time where I'm like, okay, this is actually my free time. And depending on sometimes I'll just watch TV. Um, But depending on what I'm doing, it's like sometimes I'll just want to paint. I'll paint and watch TV. I might listen to a book while organizing something. Um, I do that. I want to listen to like podcasts or books or something if I'm doing like physical chores. I do that Um, all the time as well. Yeah. I mean, because it's kind of like it gives that time. It makes it more enjoyable. enjoyable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you can just do dishes. You can do laundry. You can fold clothes. You can like sweep or vacuum or whatever while listening to a podcast that you like. And yeah, so you get your enjoyment out of it. Plus you get something done. And I never regret doing that. Right. If I'm doing a chore but also listening to something at the same time, that's perfect. But if I'm just going to, I'm like, I have never just sat down on the couch and listened to a book. I don't think I, I have used, either. Yeah. I mean, once upon a time I'd sit down and read a book, um, <laughs> but nobody, I don't think anybody just sits down on a couch and listens to a book or listens to a podcast while staring at a wall. Right. You're almost right. always doing something else. Yeah. So like driving or traveling or something. Yeah. Now, I do think, you know, going back to the whole planning thing, I do think if I planned out my free time better, I would feel less regret for how I spent my time. Again, I don't really feel regret for spending. I just, there's so many things I want to do that I always feel like, oh, I could have done this, this, and this. But maybe if I plan it out, it's like, okay, because we do plan game nights. Like Monday night, we record a podcast. Tuesday nights are one night off that we don't normally have plans, but it often gets filled with something. Wednesday night, we do games with Kitty and Spencer. Thursday night, we do games with Jen. Friday night, we do games with um, uh, Sarah and Martin. You know, so these are all planned things that we do and we don't regret doing them. And we're also hanging out with, you know, different friends while we're doing that. Um, and then the weekend is kind of up in the air. This weekend, I'm going to go to Adepticon for probably Saturday. And uh, you should come out Saturday. What are you doing Saturday? Mm, I don't know. I'll have to check my schedule. Let's see. T- take a train to Schomburg. I'll pick you up. You can go to Adepticon with me. It's free. So um, it's free if you don't, if you just want to go walk around, go to the dealer's hall, watch people do things. You only need a badge if you're um, participating in something. Um, but in any case, you know, so like when we plan out what we're going to do, that allows us to like, you know, plan around things. And if we spend a few hours playing games, that's great because we also we knew we were, we were going to do it. We knew it was in our schedule. Um, but like on Tuesday nights, if Sydney and I plan to play a game with each other on Tuesday, when it comes around to Tuesday, we'll look at each other and be like, yeah, I'm not in the mood either. Let's just watch <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's and even then sometimes it's like yeah i'm not even i'm not in the, i can't watch picard tonight because it's just too intense and i'm my brain's not there i can't i can't watch something intense i need to watch you know something else so we'll watch you know some comedy show or something um yeah so i don't know i want to budget it i want but then again 
is it really fair for me to say it's like, okay, I'm going to spend three hours every other night playing Final Fantasy? I think if I wrote that down, I would be ashamed of myself as well. So, <laughs> um, John mentions that he feels anxiety when, when he's painting. He's basically, he really wants to do it, but he's essentially afraid to like start painting. And so it ends up being like, I just stare at my table, right? And, and that makes so much sense. Like, it's one of those things where I was like, okay, this is what I want to do, but the idea of starting it is more taxing than the enjoyment I'm going to get out of it after I start it, which is usually not true. Usually the hardest part of anything is just starting doing it, but that's that's kind of the mindset. Um, where Miles is like, every time he thinks about painting, he just thinks about all the other things he should be doing instead, which I think a lot of our free time is wasted worrying about not being productive enough. And so there's a couple articles that I'm going to put in the show notes. Um, one of them is a BBC article titled, The Way We View Free Time is Making Us Less Happy. And it's a, we'll, we'll cover it a little bit more, but I think that that kind of like hits the nail on the head where we don't see free time as valuable as productive time for lack of a better term, you know, work time or chore time or kid time or those types of things, um, which I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I just know that I think we all kind of feel that way in, in one way or another. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's talk about some of these articles. Um, so there's two of them that I picked because they were talking about what successful people do with their free time. Um, and really this is just kind of a list of things and why they might be doing them. But the first one was um, by Inc.com, uh, Inc.com, is seven ways successful people spend their free time. And I'm looking at these and I don't think there's a particular order. I don't know if this goes from one to 10 or 10 to one, one to seven or seven to one. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at these and I'm just like, yeah, these people are are uh, overachievers. So <laughs> the first one was exercise. Now you do this, right? I get notifications on my watch all the time yeah. that you complete workouts. I should do this. I do not. Um, um, yeah, I do exercise, or at least I, I try to, and, and like get my get my steps in and get all the stuff done. Uh, I used to be able to do that until I started working in the basement and only leaving the house to drop the kids off and pick them up. Like I get no exercise. I'm looking forward to nice weather so I can just start going outside and exercising some more. Sydney took a picture of us playing games and I was standing up leaning over the table and she's like, oh, I got this picture that you can post on Discord. And I look at it and I'm like, that, oh my God, I need to lose like 50 pounds. Like that's what I, <laughs> what I saw when I looked at it. I'm just like, uh, what have I done to myself? So, okay, fine. I should exercise more. And that can go along with the second thing on this list, which is reading. Um, and I consider reading... Non-Facebook. Social media does not count. Twitter does not count. Reddit does not count. I don't think those count as reading, but I could be wrong. I don't know. You you do more Reddit than I do, I think. Yeah, I mean, Carmen likes to read a lot of books, and she's like, oh, you don't read a lot. And I'm like, well, it depends on what you count as reading, because I don't read a lot of books, but I do read a lot. Um, I mean, sometimes you go on Reddit to find like an interesting news story that then you then read about you know you read the whole article or whatever or sometimes like i look something up on wikipedia and you can go down like a wikipedia hole on reading about stuff 
I don't know. Yeah, I read I've, a lot, but I don't read a lot of books. Right. And I don't know that there's that big a difference. I think I think if you're reading, I don't know. I mean, it's different for everybody, right? Um, I do not believe, at least for seven ways successful people spend their free time, I don't think this reading includes reading other people's opinions on things. I think it probably is more of reading stories, reading nonfiction, reading something that is a little bit more than comment threads. Um, At least that's how I'm going to take this, because I think comment threads are their own, the worst part of the internet, really. Um, This next one, though, I kind of like, and I have done this. In the past, I've done all of these things. Um, But this one is take classes. So if you have some free time, learn something, right? Take a class. Um, I got my master's for no reason whatsoever, but you know, I wanted to have my master's for um, no, not, reason no reason whatsoever. whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I did not need it for my career. Eventually I want to get a PhD and eventually I want to retire and teach. Um, but for the most part, I'm just like, yeah, I, I like school. I like learning things. So I'm going to, I'm going to get a master's degree. Um, and then I got kind my master's degree hobby, and I haven't been to class yet. Sure. Yeah. Oh, trust me. It's yeah. I think I'm still paying for it. <laughs> i don't know there was a student loan hiatus and i i don't know if it's back i don't know i don't know um but yeah it's don't take classes you can't afford uh, especially if there's gonna be no advantage to it whatsoever uh what about volunteering have you ever volunteered because you like i have free time i'm gonna go volunteer i haven't volunteered in a long long time i used to do a lot more volunteering in like high school and college um but then i guess you know just with a career and other stuff like it just kind of like fell by the wayside probably something i should do more of um but yeah i haven't i haven't volunteered in in a while i i used to volunteer a lot and actually i was about to say it's like oh yeah i don't really volunteering is not something i like to do but that's not true i volunteered to all kinds of things right because and not necessarily for the activity i was performing but more for the people that I was volunteering with. It's kind of like a group activity. Like a social aspect kind of a thing. Yeah. And and, I mean, I ultimately enjoyed what I was doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Um, But I used to do um, like stage managing on a volunteer basis for outdoor festivals and stuff like that. And then I did uh, volunteer at an animal shelter for like five years. Um, And I mean, all of that was just mostly for... You know, I liked people. I like hanging around with people and socializing and stuff. And volunteering is a structured way of like interacting with people you don't necessarily know. It's a great way to like just get to know new people, uh, which is the next thing on this list is networking. And this is something I've never done on purpose. I am not a networker. I don't schmooze. Yeah. I don't, I like, I, I just talking to people just for the sake of getting to know and talk to people is just not something. That's in my DNA. And I'm impressed with people who can do it, but it is not me. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, I mean, you kind of network just because you, like like you said, you want to go volunteer, right? Like, that could almost be considered networking, but, like, not for the sake of networking. But getting to know a bunch of people is kind of networking. I don't know. But it, it's not something that I've actively pursued at all. Yeah, and people will talk like, oh, you should go to this Mixer event, or you should go talk to this person or that person. And I'm like, and especially people who are like, you know, like to talk to people, I'll get texts like, oh, you should talk to this person. I was just talking to them about this and that. And I'm like, that is not going to happen. 
if you invite me over to, you know, a party and that person's there and, you know, maybe if you put us next to each other and you're part of the conversation, but I actively recoil from like talking about doing stuff at social events. Like, I don't want to talk about my work. I was like, oh, you two would really get along. You both work in IT. And I'm like, A, I don't work in IT. And B, (laughs) I I don't like talking about work. (laughs) I don't work in IT. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, I just, I don't know. I'm really bad at it. Um, And and, and B, just because we have the same kind of job doesn't mean that, you know, we're compatible as, Yeah. I work with a lot of people that do similar things to what I do that I don't like. So... Um, that's not true. If you're listening from work, I love everyone I work with. Um, <laughs> but that has not always been the case. So, yeah, can't assume that. All right. And now the bottom two things here are, are, are funny to me. So hobbies. Hobbies is lumped into a single bullet item here. And I just think that's such a broad thing. But yeah. then again, I'm thinking maybe it isn't. Maybe not everyone has 25 hobbies like I do. So maybe someone just has a hobby or two, and this can fall into just a single bulleted item. I don't know. How many hobbies do you have? So I don't know if I have like a lot of hobbies. I guess they're kind of like all kind of like maybe leisure time activities, right? It's like, I like listening to podcasts. Is that a hobby? I don't know. I like, um, I like, I like playing video games. Is that a hobby? I like playing board games. Is that a hobby? See, that's a tricky one too, because you could that's that's a great board games I consider a hobby. Video games I don't. I cannot tell you why. I don't know. I recently <laughs> I started know. getting into putting assembling, you know, Lego. There you go. That's a hobby. That's a hobby. Um I, I've been talking to Carmen, like I've been telling her I've been going stir crazy in the house because I never leave the house anymore. So she like Without my knowledge or consent, um, which is good because I probably would have objected otherwise, she signed me up for like a bunch of classes that she just signed me up and paid for. And she's like, you're going. <laughs> so <laughs> one, one of them was like rock climbing. I do like rock climbing. I don't do it really anymore. But back when I was uh, in high school and a little bit in college, I would like to go rock climbing. Real rock climbing and like indoor rock climbing. Um, so she signed me up for like a rock climbing gym with classes and everything. She signed me up for golf. I don't really like golf, but you know, I'm willing to give it a shot. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> she signed me up for, um, a fencing class. And it was funny cause the guy called today and he was like, do you prefer saber or foil? And I was like, oh, I'm equally bad at both. So <laughs> <laughs> I took one fencing class in in college, and it was you know very interesting and kind of kind of cool. But uh, yeah, she signed me up for like a few a few different things and like paid for like a you know intro classes or like a month a month worth of lessons. And she did that because say, if she if she asked me like, do you want to take fencing classes? I'd be like, ah, eh, no. Like, do you want to take rock climbing lessons or join a rock climbing gym? Ah, eh, no. But if she just did it, then I'm like, all right, I'm going. Like, I'll just that's how I had to um convince myself so about a little over a decade ago um i decided that hey you know i don't like the direction that my life is going in general so i need to do something to get me out of the rut and that's what i did is i signed up for classes and that happened to be aikido at the time so martial arts and then i just got addicted to it and i just that was my like sole hobby for the longest time i would go three hours a day six days a week 
and three hours a day, six days a week. Yep. Um, which was great for my health, great for my confidence, great for like, I lost a ton of weight. I ran a marathon that year. Um, like it's, and the thing is, I don't like going to the gym or exercising just for the sake of doing that. But if it's a class where I'm learning something at the same time, that I can really get behind. So right. I figured the same thing with like rock climbing, right? Like it's not, I mean, it's definitely exercise, but it's not just going to the gym and running or, you know, lifting weights. Right. Yeah. You're learning stuff. You're learning techniques. So, but yeah, as far as hobbies are concerned, um, <laughs> we have a few people in chat like we're collectors of hobbies. And I would definitely say I'm a collector of hobbies, you know, Lego, 3D printing, board games, podcasting. Um, those are just the things I'm looking around this room and thinking, um, you know, there's so many things that come up where it's like, okay, I want to know how to do that. And I will jump in and learn everything I can about that thing. Like one of my hobbies is learning new hobbies. And right. what that does though, is it means I have a lot of things I want to do at any given time painting. Um, you know, so it's, it's a mixed bag when you have so many things you want to do that you can't really focus on any one. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily bad. And that's why, like, Sydney will always tease me. It's like, oh, yeah, you you haven't touched your resin printer in, you know, a year and a half. I'm like, that's true. But I have have worked with my other, my 3D printer. I have learned how to do some 3D modeling, and I do that fairly often. All of that came from starting out with the resin stuff. So they all kind of build on each other. And if I want to go back and do more resin stuff, I know how to do that, and I can do it. So, but at the same time, from an outsider's perspective, I'm not really doing, like, the same thing. Like, you know, what do you do in your spare time? Too many things is really the answer, right? Where Sydney's right. hobbies are, you know, she's back into reselling and Keyforge. Like those are her main hobbies, um, which is which is great. It's better than you know not having any hobbies at all. But for me, I'm just like, yeah, I need another hobby. I need to learn something new all the time. Otherwise, I get bored. And then this is the funny one. This is number seven on this list. Seven ways successful people spend their free time. It's the last thing on the list, and I'm not sure if that means that's the last thing they do. Or what? But it's spend time with friends and family. Just right. throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a recluse. Yeah. Now, I think that you can combine that with most anything else on this list um, just fine. And I think when you are combining those things, um, at least when I'm combining those things, I feel like it's kind of a win-win for everyone involved. But, I mean, what are you doing with your friends and family if you're not doing one of these other things? I guess you're watching, you know, none of none of these, there's another list that will go over much quicker, but neither of these lists put um, visual entertainment on them. So reading, yes, but not movies, not TV. Like, you know, that is just not something that apparently successful people, the next one is qualities of effective free time. Um, apparently that's just not effective. So if you're watching TV, you're doing it wrong, says these articles. Yeah. If you're just watching TV, you're not doing it right. Yeah. All right. So which, the other list, I'll go quick. Yeah. yeah go ahead. I was going to say, like, which I, you know, can agree with. Like, if I don't think anybody really just wants to watch TV all day, every day, as their free time. Like, the TV is definitely fun and a way to unwind, but I don't think it's uh, fulfilling. Um, at least I don't feel that way. So these days, I don't have as much time as I used to have to watch TV, but it used to be a hobby for me. Like, 
and I'm I'm remembering back in the TiVo days. Remember TiVo? Um, uh, I never had one, could, but I definitely yeah remember it. Yeah, the first digital recorder where you know it's like I could record something live and then stream it later. It was amazing. Um, I used to each time each new season of TV, I would get a TV guide and plan out every night every show I was going to watch. And if there were doubles, that was fine because I could TiVo one and watch the other one. And I would plan out my prime time viewing. I knew exactly what I was watching, when I was watching it, and it was scheduled. And, like, I loved it. Like, all the different things I would watch. Nowadays, you just don't do that. Everything, you just stream when you want it. But it was amazing. Yeah, so John mentions his first DVR, and it had a subscription fee. Like, you had to pay to have this, you know, the ability to have this thing in your home to record onto a hard drive. It was, uh, it was great. It was fantastic. But, um... I think that TV can be a hobby for people. Like, it depends. If you're just consuming, no offense, but I've, you know, I've done this too. But if you're, like, watching Home and Garden TV all day long and flip this house and that kind of stuff, I'm, it's, there's a certain chillaxing feel to those things. But I don't know that that would be a hobby. Um I don't know if watching TV is a hobby or not. I don't know. I guess it just <laughs> depends on how much time you put into it. Watching movies can be, right? Uh, like, yeah, I, I'd say like movies can be a hobby. So I guess TV can be a hobby too. It's just like how you approach it and what you're watching and what you're getting out of it, right? Are you watching it because you're analyzing what's going on and like it mentally stimulates you to follow these stories and try to anticipate things and and things like that? Or are you just letting it wash over you? And, you know, it's like, okay, whatever, it's background noise. I'm not really paying attention, but it's, you know, keeping my eyes busy while I do something else or something like that. I don't know. But, I'm much more yeah, of a movie the, person. I think I've talked about it before, but like, I mean, I can watch TV shows and yeah, like new season of Mandalorian is I'll, I'll get into that. But like, I'd much rather watch a movie or like, I was a part of a movie club in college where we watched a bunch of like weird, obscure um, movies. See, that, that's uh, definitely really a cool. hobby, right? Right. Like if you're in a movie club, it's that's a hobby. Clubs are yeah. hobbies. Exactly. Um, yeah, and a lot of the TV shows these days, like I'm watching the third season of Picard, which is amazing, by the way. If you watch the second season and we're like, oh my God, I'm never watching this again, um, watch the third season. It is just, it's fantastic. It's the best Star Trek has been in like forever. Really? Um, I think I finished the first and second season and I was just kind of like, eh, all right. No, the third season is just, it's it, and it's only halfway through and it's just like so good. But um, when you're watching like those miniseries, like that's like watching a trilogy movie. Like that's and it's that level of quality too. So some of those things can be hobbies. Like it's it's good stuff. All right, this other one, quality of effective people. Um, a lot of these are repeated, so we'll go quick. Education, same thing as like taking classes, health and fitness. Um, relaxation is on this one, and. I, this is, you know, when I think of this, I think sitting at the beach and reading a book, which I would never do in a zillion years. Um, I don't like the outside and I don't like words. So it makes relaxing on the beach not a thing. But I get it. Like, <laughs> I don't like I don't like reading words on paper. Just, I don't know. There's something about it. Um, they also have socialization um, as a effective free time thing, which I think is great i like going out and doing things um and then so they mentioned those are like the the four things you should do with your free time right learn things health and fitness relaxation or socialization and their their examples are meditation exercise reading and podcasting which they put in the same thing so i think they listen to books as well vacations 
Um, apparently, like less than 15% of Americans take a two-week vacation. It's not that they don't take two weeks vacation in the year. It's like two weeks at a time. Like we just I mean, I can definitely see that because that. if I mean most Americans probably only get two weeks of vacation. So they yeah. can't take it all oh. at once. I mean they can, but then it's like no more vacation for the rest of the year. Yeah. Miles brings up a good point that relaxing can include things like painting and stuff if you're just kind of as long as you're chilling out, if it like get into a meditative state, I could see that. I, I like I say, when I am painting, I don't stress about it. Um I stress about not painting. But I never stress when I'm painting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so they mentioned classes. They mentioned time with friends and family. Creative pursuits. Um, I think this one is a really good one for, and this is for those of us who are collecting hobbies. I think that's part of what creative pursuits are, right? We want to feel like we're building something, making something, you know, making, I don't know. I don't want to say contributing to the world. That's That's too grand. But just like... When you make something, it's fun. It's cool. Like, this didn't exist before, and now it does. And I think that's kind of a a cool thing in general. And then they mention volunteering. And again, they don't mention TV or movies or anything like that in this article. All right. We're going to do this other article, which I'm going to recommend that people read. Um, The way we view free time is making us less happy. And they talk about there being a spectrum for how we view free time. You have... On one side of the spectrum, the leisure maximizers. Essentially, and and I'm going to quote from this, economists call the idea that we must maximize our time off that intensifies the value of leisure time. U.S. economist Daniel Hammermesh explains that our ability to purchase and enjoy goods and services has risen much more rapidly than the amount of time available for us to enjoy them. This pressure manifests in our decisions. We feel like we want to have the best bang for our buck and minute, explains this guy. So we invest more money in leisure, (laughs) better hotels, better movie experiences, better everything, right? So it's like, whatever we have to do, whatever we are doing, want to maximize the awesomeness of it. Right. I don't know if I'm on that side, Um, especially when they talk about maximizing hotels and movies and stuff. I hate spending money on hotels. And if I can watch something in 2D, why watch it in 3D for $5 more? Like, I'm just, I'm not into that kind of stuff. Um, but I do understand the idea of maximizing my time. Um, the other side, though, are the people who hate leisure. And I think I might. I don't know if I'm closer to this. I don't know. I'm, I'm somewhere on the spectrum, but I don't know where this is. The, some struggle to enjoy leisure at all. Some try to hack leisure by applying productivity techniques, um, like listening to a podcast while jogging or watching Netflix at 2x speed. I'll watch um, YouTube at 1.5 sometimes. I listen to podcasts at 1.5. Um, others may truly take um, others may not truly take time off at all. And this is where they talk about the example of people not taking two weeks vacations. Um, that same study, apparently as of 2017, 54% of Americans didn't use up their vacation time. Um, which knowing that's crazy. Like, I've, I mean, I've done this most of my life. I don't think I've used all my vacation time. Uh, really? now that I have flexible time. Yeah. I still don't know that I use all my vacation time. Um, yeah, there's something about knowing that it's use there. All of my vacation time. Yeah, I I use it more now than I used to in the past, but it used to be that I just didn't use it. Um, but and then this article ends with the hope for leisure intensifiers and avoiders. Fortunately, there are ways to help both groups. First, regardless of which end of the spectrum you fall on, is to relax the productivity mindset. Um, basically, 
Assume a broader perspective on life and anticipate your long-term regrets as it allows you to enjoy the present more. So the ultimately the the you know kind of moral of this is enjoy the moment and think about how you're going to feel in the future if you don't enjoy the moment doing whatever you're doing. Um, I've said this a number of times. Unfortunately, I work in and know a lot of people in the tech industry, and the economy is going south pretty quick in the tech industry. And it seems like every week I find a new another friend that has gotten laid off. And my advice is always the same. Enjoy the time off. You will get another job, and you will regret not enjoying the time off once you have that other job. That said, nobody can enjoy when they're like between yeah. jobs like this, right? Yeah, it's just it's it's, just... it's futile advice for sure. Um, but I think that's kind of what this is saying here, right? Is hey, in the future, when you look back at this time, are you gonna be happy with the way you spent this time? And I don't know if that's pressure, like do free time better, otherwise you're gonna regret it. But it is an interesting way of thinking about what we're doing now as a way of saying, what will I think about what I'm doing now, you know, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. Yeah. And I don't know. No, this one, I have this one's that. a hard one. This one you got to practice. Yeah, I mean, like I said, maximizing free time and maximizing downtime. I, I remember my dad telling me one time. I think I was like in elementary school or middle school. He was like, you know, you can lay around all day and watch TV if that's what you want to do, but you, you can also like think about what you can do with all this free time that you have, and you know, later you can you'll look back on it and be like, why did I just like you know goof around or like watch tv when i could have been doing and sometimes i think about that and it's like yeah i probably should have like done more interesting things um back then when i just had like crazy amounts of free time but i don't i mean it's advice that's futile right because you're 13 or 14 or you know 12 and it's like what do you mean like i have all the time in the world i want to watch tv you know saturday morning yeah well, and that's the thing too. A kid's free time is so much different than an adult's free time, um, because as a kid, you can you get away with just watching TV and cartoons and stuff, and that's all you really want to do as a kid. But when you're an adult, you feel like, oh, if I don't do these things, I'm like I'm old enough to know better, and I shouldn't be wasting my time doing this, that, or. You know, watching car- now. I will say, watching cartoons with the kids, I count that as family time. Sure. So that makes um, sense. If I'm watching Super Kitties, that's because I'm hanging out with my kids. But if I'm watching <laughs> Super Kitties by myself, that's a problem, right? Give or take. But um, I don't. I don't know. I think again, the learning things is good. I don't know. Just, just, just think about. Think about. Maybe, maybe it's easier to think about now. And then to go back and say, okay, these different things I did, those aren't things that actually made me happier in retrospect. So maybe I try something different now. Now, just to circle it back to board games, I know we're old, going old. I know we're going over. Um, <laughs> we're that too. I do, and and we are that too. I do think board games are one of the best things we can do with our free time. And I say that because it covers many of the different, like, successful things that people are talking about. So reading, you know, reading, like, I'm not saying there's a lot of reading in board games. Some board games have more reading than others. But you're constantly, you know, 
taking in information, comprehending that information, and then reusing that. Taking classes. Like, I think you learn so much from games, especially if you're playing a lot of different games. Um, networking, uh, you know, like just playing games with different people. Even, and if you're not networking and playing games with different people, spending time with family and friends. Like all of this board gaming and the tactile hobbiness feel of that. It also triggers that creativity um, piece of our minds as well. I think that board games cover so much that if you feel guilty, if you feel like you should be doing something else besides playing a board game, it is okay to just forget that, right? There's there's just so much good that comes out of it that, I don't know, it's worth it. I still think that if you want to be a successful business person, you should be a dungeon master in a role-playing game because that's going <laughs> to teach you how to manage people better than anything. So, um that's my our conflict resolution time management <laughs> exactly delegation you know, optimizing optimizing points and you know management structures and yeah anything with goals if you're doing reviews and stuff and people are like set your goals and all this stuff it's all a game set the goals that's going to maximize your points at the end of the year boom um you learn that from board gaming so all right so that's free time we don't have a lot of it after this, I have to edit a podcast, and then I'm going to watch TV for 15 minutes, and then <laughs> I'm going to maybe, maybe if Sydney's up to watch a show, then I'll pull out the paints. If she's not, then I'll be playing Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, that's my my time. It's just not enough. So, Kitty's not here, so I have to read this part. Uh, Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. You can be part of our live recordings Monday nights at 8.30 Central. Join our Discord to continue the conversation. Um, there's an entire channel that's just like talk about this stuff. Also, I love that we have a history. So the real-time chat of the uh, podcast are in there too. And show notes have all the links. Fletcher. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Emil Jiljam. Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayash, John Williams, Sir Selly, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keefe, Leanne Verhol, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yossi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan C., Darren McClellan, David Garner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Hoffman, jo- Jason Rodney, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Christy Keel, Monica Witchman, and Michael27. Thanks, everyone. It's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us. If you'd like to go from a future patron to a past patron or future patron to a current patron i don't know um just do that there's a show notes link until next week (laughs) keep playing games and having fun all right fletcher um final fantasy just start playing just start playing find each other yeah just start playing we'll find each other somewhere all right, I can I can get on to my other character, and you can you can either create a new character on that or move your other character over, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and then we can have a uh, Final Fantasy fourteen sub segment, maybe an entire podcast. Every time Kitty doesn't show up, we only talk about Final Fantasy. <laughs> we only talk about Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it would work. I need to find a Final Fantasy fourteen game board game.
Well, just a Final Fantasy board game. I know there probably is one. 